Last time on Pokemon Rollout. The group's eggs hatched and Professor Sneeze's Apom, named Archie, revealed that these Pokemon were special. Archie was the archetype of fact, Charlie's Ponyard was the archetype of solitude and creation, and Liliana's Growlithe was the archetype of loyalty. Shortly after these Pokemon hatched, Liliana adopted a Litwick that lost its trainer, and then their group happened upon a herd of Mary. The group caught a few of them before the Mary owner showed up. In exchange for stealing his Mary, he sent them on a task, to capture a Shinx for his herd. They found a Shinx nest and Charlie caught it and gave it to the Mary Perder. They then came upon Clear Lake City when Archie notified them that there was another archetype in the ruins. But before they can enter, they need to check with the town's gym leader, Mukul. What's going to happen next on Pokemon Rollout? Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie. I'm Michael, and I play Professor Sneeze. And I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. All right. So, when we last left you guys, uh, you were all heading towards Clear Lake City and had just passed some ruins. So, uh, before... After a Perder. Actually, should after... we call, shouldn't we call him a, a Mareppard? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yep. A Mareppard. <laughs> oh, That's dear. Good. <laughs> <laughs> after robbing that poor Mareppard... <laughs> we robbed a Mareppard. <laughs> just be happy he wasn't a Mareppardess. <laughs> oh dear! You just, start just being like, All just right. call us a herder. Just call us a herder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before entering Clear Lake City, you pass through a collection of tents, which are standing out sharply against the more natural-looking landscape. Um, at first, they seem kind of just like basic camping tents. However, closer inspection reveals them to be made of thick cloth and braced by strips of metal, uh, turning them into semi-permanent structures. Uh, majority of the people bustling around the tents are of D ancestry, though you see several of the uh, wild hair and eye colors that denote Chan ancestry. Uh, there don't seem to be any people under the age of 20 in the vicinity, but as you move through the camp, you see a few interesting, for lack of a better word, buildings. The first building is a large wooden structure, uh, the only building nearby that looks immediately permanent. The majority of the people seem to be going to or coming from that building. The second is a small group of tents, unremarkable except that most of the people who aren't going to the wooden structure are going to those tents. And the last is a medium-sized tent, which has a stylized picture of an oddly colored Pokeball in the front. Don't think that you've seen that Pokeball before. Okay. Um, you all notice that a couple people around you are kind of reacting to your presence, nothing major, and not, maybe not as much as you thought, but... Uh, they're quietly doing a couple, like a double take before going back to what they're doing, and most of them seem to be reacting to Professor Sneeze. Yep. Uh, what are they Lillian, looking at? 
Liliana and Charlie, however, see a young man with bright orange hair and clashing red eyes. Uh, he glances at your group, then does a double take when he sees the poniard traveling at Charlie's side. He glances from there to uh, Archie, and then to the Growlithe, and then he takes off, and then he just turns around and starts heading towards uh, the smaller group of tents that you saw earlier, bar- walking and barely moving, uh, barely stopping himself from going into a run. It seems like. Hmm. This is an odd sort of welcome. Um, Charlie uh, would would notice the the guy running, but wouldn't think too much of it. He is more interested in the he's interested in the tent, tent of the pokeball on it, and kind of points to be like, "Hey, what's that? Have you got? Do you guys know what that is?" I don't. Archie, do you know what that is? Um, Professor Sneeze, you actually recognize the pokeball as a lure ball. Oh, after taking a closer look, um, you're guessing that it's basically a picture. Uh, to denote a merchant, so a Pokeball seller or something like that, in within the tents, maybe someone who does repairs as well. It, it's a it's a merchant of some kind. Okay, cool. I don't have any money still, so let's go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, there was talk about getting a job here. I wonder. I wonder if we could get get a get some sort of task that somebody could, would hire us to do. Uh, that, that big wood building in the middle there seems like it might have something. That's a good thought. Let's check it out. Um, you're heading towards the main building, and as you get there, you kind of, uh, get stopped by a woman with bright magenta hair and golden eyes wearing a white lab coat. It's like, um, I'm sorry, but, uh, the scientists working in the administration building are kind of working with some sensitive chemicals. Uh, only those people who are working with them are allowed inside, uh, you guys don't seem to be like it seemed to be like you're from Clear Lake. What where uh, are you trainers moving along here? Why, yes, we are. All right. Um, you're not actually in Clear Lake City right now. I'm telling you, you're actually in the outskirts at the moment. Uh, the this is all the research stations for uh, the ruins that we're inspecting. Well, the ones that we're allowed to inspect, at least. Oh, that's very interesting. Are you? Do you have need of of some trainers to, you know, a couple extra hands? Most of our stuff is rather sensitive. We're working with uh, things, so we're mostly working with people who have uh, gone through training and schooling for it. It's a little competitive to get into the internships. If we have anything for trainers, we post it in the um, on the town square in the main in the main of Clear Lake, just down the road. Well, do you know who you're talking to? This is this is Professor Sneeze right here. I, I'm sure you've probably heard of him. He's old enough. <laughs> well, thank you, Charlie. Yes, you you may have heard of me. I I was the foremost expert in Snorlax until recently. <clears throat> Woman considers for a second. It's like Professor Sneeze. You're you're the one who postulated that Snorlax had something to do with cycles of the moon, right? <sighs> yes. Well, I mean, we're we're more of a uh, we're more hands on archaeology research here, so I don't know how much. Well, that's an Ar- interesting field. No, I've, I've just recently taken up an interest in archaeology. Maybe I could take a look. <laughs> well, I may or may not have just added a feature or a, or an edge to my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to see you for some consulting or things, but at the moment, uh, it wouldn't be really be fair to our interns to kick one of them out. And everything's kind of at a standstill at the moment while we... Uh, 
negotiate with McCool anyway, so. Oh, is he putting up roadblocks to your research? Well, it's the same thing. Clear Lake City is a D uh, stronghold. It's been around for generations. The ruins are supposed to be let at rest. We are as respectful as possible, but there's so much research that can be done and things that can be studied. And unfortunately, the uh, Clear Lake citizens have a more traditional view of uh, ruins and uh, ancient resting sites and things such as that. Naturally, naturally. I myself share many such views. Um, Out of character question, it seems like we're, I mean, maybe I'm misreading it here, but we're probably not going to get very far with until we meet with McCool and talk with him and get permission. Should should we just head to Clear Lake City and... That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm just trying to get there. The administration (laughs) building, yeah, it's a little, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly like this place is literally a scientific research station. If Mm -hmm. it, if they had a little more like funding and uh, support from McCool, it would be much more closed off. It would be like actual buildings in the location and like uh, authorized personnel only, that type of thing. Sure. All right. So Charlie says, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to get very far here. Let's just go right to McCool and see if he'll let us in. Well, let's wait to get to McCool because I feel like if we're going to approach him, we better be approaching him ready to battle him and... I don't know about you, but I personally don't feel quite up to that level. Let's do some training first, and maybe get some jobs around town as as we train. Let's do it. Let's let's start going. And Charlie heads off in a direction that's probably not toward the actual town. <laughs> Charlie, okay, we'll we'll catch up. <laughs> the uh, woman's like, no, just keep keep going to your left, and you'll find it. No, you're you're. Le- he often like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Liliana just like runs over to him and child wrinkles him over <laughs> back to the group. And unfortunately, you don't see anywhere that sells child leashes. But as you... <laughs> let's go to the as... town square. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for as your you get... help, Madam Magenta Hair. <laughs> Feel free to drop by. We usually do tours every week or so, so if uh, you want to drop in there, we can uh, show you a little more of the facilities. Definitely, we'll be back. Um, as I'm you get to the end of the tent, you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as you get to the end of the tents, it seems for a second that you've walked right back into unsettled lands, with natural rolling hills moving away to the pristine lake. Uh, The one thing standing out about two-thirds of the way between you and Clear Lake is the shiny new building of the -the state-of-the-art Poké Center. And then it all comes into focus. The meandering flowers of the hills resolve into the lines of pathways. The hills reveal their recessed windows and chimneys, and as you watch, one side opens, revealing a cleverly hinged door. Uh, The people in Pokémon who had seemed to be randomly wandering over the landscape could now be seen using the roads and moving in and out of the buildings all around. As you walk a few more feet into the town, uh, Liliana's growl suddenly perks up. Barking, he runs around a corner between two hills and disappears. Where's he going? No, we have to go follow him. (laughs) Okay, let's catch him. All right. Rounding the corner, you see uh, the growl jumping up and down in front of an older man of middle height and build, 
looking like he could be anywhere from 40 to 70 years old. Uh, his hair is close cropped, and close cropped beard are a uniform shade of light gray, and his skin looks like beaten leather from years in the sun. Uh, behind the man is a parasect, the mushroom bug standing almost unnaturally still. Energetic little fellow, isn't he? The man states, looking up at uh, the group at Liliana and smiling. Newly hatched Growlithe usually are fairly excitable. This one's only a day old, right? What's his name? Uh, my Growlithe's name is Grunge. How were you able to tell that it was newly hatched? Oh, I dabble in uh, Pokemon breeding here and there. Got something to do as a hobby at my age. Grunge, that's an interesting name. What made you choose it for him? He seems a rather well-groomed little fellow. It was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and when puppies are little, they, they run around in the dirt a lot, and so then they get all grungy. But then you have to take care of them and give them pads. So he may not look like it, but his name really does fit him. I promise. Of course, of course. Well... It's still wonderful to see trainers out with their Pokemon out and about for them. So many trainers just seem to think of their Pokemon as uh, their battle mates nowadays and don't uh, allow them out of their Pokeballs except when engaging in fights with other trainers. Oh, of course, they're, they're more than just fighters. They're companions, like Archie here. <laughs> All of you can kind of uh, notice uh, that that parasect behind him, you can actually see the roots of the mushroom going all the way down the parasect's back um, to its pincers. This is a very, very old parasect. Bird species. How long have you had that parasect for? Nearly all my life. Myself. That's impressive. How long is that? (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, young lady, haven't you known not to ask uh, the age of your elders, it's quite impolite. But, uh, 71 years. Oh, I was just asking about the parasect. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're older than Sneeze here. <laughs> Don't act so surprised, Charlie. <laughs> of course, old Wormwood here is, is about 66 as well. That's quite impressive. I don't, I don't know how much longer he'll be, Neither so I let him you look a day over 30. <laughs> Now, flattery, that is something that you give to your elders. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're new in town, and some of us are running low on cash, and we kind of want to also get our Pokemon stronger. Can you help us out with, like, telling us where to find a job or something? Getting your Pokemon stronger is a noble goal, of course, as long as you know why you are getting your Pokemon stronger for. Of course, I'd always suggest the main message board in the center of town... Everyone puts up their needs for trainers there, and it means that you usually aren't interfering in something that uh, they may be taking care of for themselves. There's some interesting things there. Of course, in a few days, there's the uh, annual triathlon, so if you have any water types that you'd like to uh, train, they always have They have an excellent training there. Uh, they have different rankings for the entire thing, so the novice group would work fairly well. Oh, I think Schmoopy would do an excellent job there. Indeed, and um, there aren't there isn't much here and there, but always oh, uh, I know that there is a petition going to clear up part of Clear Lake. There does seem to be a section that's more heavily impacted by the pollution coming down from Ratu, and well, 
uh, some poison types seem to have come in and infested as well. Oh, terrible. You can see them. You can see the main group up there. Of course, those poison types, they need a place to live as well, but we'd rather they not live within the clear lake. Naturally, naturally. Uh, he looks. He actually looks up at the sun for a second, and it's like, well, I may be uh, soon be late for a po- an appointment if I do not carry on, but it was good to meet you all. You as well. Best of luck on your Pokemon adventure. Thank you, and you as well. Wait, what was his name? Did you ask? We were very rude. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't walked away yet. And he didn't ask your names either. Oh, yes. Uh, and what was your name, sir? He looks back at you and smiles. Oh, I'm known as, I am called McCool. And you are? Hey, I heard about you. You're the gym leader, right? That is one of my duties, yes. I am also uh, governor and overseer of the southern half of the formerly D region. Professor Sneeze does that anime, like, jaw drop and paralysis thing. <laughs> and then falls over. So, McCool, what, what can you tell us about the ruins over there? We, we're we kind of interested in, in exploring. There's kind of a, uh, something in there we want to check out. Charlie, you feel something uh, smack the back of your head. <laughs> and... Uh, Professor Sneeze, you you felt Archie shift slightly, but he looks innocent <laughs> on your shoulder. Oh, what? what? Well, uh, those ruins are from a time before. Uh, written memory, as far as we know. They've been there for a while, since before the First Rebellions, even. Possibly since before the Chan and the D ever met. I... We do not know what Pokemon live down there, and they may be very ancient and very unused to human company. So, I'm afraid without a compelling reason or ex- or an ex- extreme amount of uh, personal ability, I would be uh, I would be hesitant to allow anyone access to them. Uh-huh. It's a very fascinating place, but of course I understand the reluctance to disturb the natural habitats of wild Pokemon. They need their space, naturally. I, myself, as a Pokemon professor, observed great care in observing the natural habitats of Pokemon without disturbing them. Of course. Of course. Well, that is, in fact, the purpose of my meeting, as I'm going to now, which I may yet still be late for, but again, it was good to meet you, mysterious strangers. Yes, and it was you just, too. Like a... Slight grin, since he asked you what your names were and you never answered, he goes. I'm Professor Sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm Liliana. (laughs) I'm Charlie. I think she must have just been, like, facing out. (laughs) He uh, gives, like, a wave behind, uh, like, without turning around as he walks away. Um, Liliana grunts, sits in front of you in pants, and looks very pleased with himself. (laughs) Can I do? Can I do an intuition? I want to do an intuition check to see if I recognize that, like if, like it seemed like to the untrained eye, I guess you could say it seemed like what Grunge did was just kind of a random thing. But I don't know. I want to do an intuition check to see if there's anything more behind it. Uh, I rolled a ten. Uh, Grunge could have just smelled something interesting, but since, um. McCool doesn't seem to be carrying anything that would be 
sharply smelling and a parasect doesn't smell that much in any case. Uh, the reaction does seem somewhat strange. Um, as far as you can tell, uh, it was... Uh, Grunge exa- reacted exactly like a puppy acting on impulse, but what impulse it was doesn't seem like what a normal puppy would have. Okay. Then should we continue on to the town square? Uh, I think Charlie was just about to make a comment uh, of of the sort. All right, folks, let's go to the town square and uh, let's see what jobs there are. Uh, do we need to go to a Pokemon Center? I think I think my team is doing okay right now, but I do have to drop a Pokeball off there, though. I think my Pokemon are okay. I'm going to need to stop at one. But I'm trying oh, to remember yeah, if I'm even. L- Liliana got hit, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm wounded. <laughs> <laughs> what about my needs? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go to the Pokemon Center. Like you said, Charlie. Quick drop off of this Pokemon Center, which is larger and a bit more hectic than any of the others you've run into yet. Um, and you make it to the main square in town. Uh, it's posted in the center there, kind of hidden away as a tree growing in there is a signpost there that has several job offers in there. There are four main ones for trainers without a badge. Mm-hmm. As you see there yet, the other ones are asking for at least one badge before they're uh, entered into. Uh, one of them is what McCool mentioned before. Uh, due to a quirk in the currents of Clear Lake, a section of the water near the city has been contaminated by runoff from Ratu, uh, turning a once pristine wilderness into a swampy marsh. Uh, they know that some... Uh, poison type, they're pretty sure they're poison type Pokemon seem to have moved in as well. Uh, they're not sure exactly what they are. They mentioned something about like bug, like it looks like bugs and then frogs are there. Uh, and uh, they're saying like McCool would usually take care of something like this, but he's busy working with the scientists in the new uh, area, so he's not able to clear them out. He's at, they're asking the trainers to deal with the Pokemon either by capturing them or convincing them to leave. So that the citizens can start uh, clearing up the water themselves. Okay. Um, another one is from one of the researchers in the uh, tent town just outside of Clear Lake. He's been studying the cottony in the area, uh, which are uh, these look these Pokemon that look like puffs of cotton and mm-hmm. float around a lot. Um, he believes that those Pokemon are being affected by some of the rock formations in the area or something which shape the wind and cause them to blow in a specific direction. However, every time he's tried to follow them, he loses track of them in wilder territory, and he doesn't have any Pokemon himself to defend himself. So he's asking trainers to follow the Cottony for him and and defeat any Pokemon on the way and then report back their findings. Mm-hmm. And then there's a post up there about the triathlon, which you need a water Pokemon to enter, and then there are four stages, no matter what height you are. Um, there's first, there's you rate it's a land race to get to the water, and then you have to carry your Pokemon or have it at your side. Your your water Pokemon has to be out at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, next, you and your Pokemon ride or tow a raft across the lake. Uh, then you battle the next person, like you're paired off in order of arrival, and face off in a one-on-one battle versus that trainer and the water Pokemon. And then you race back across the lake, starting immediately after finishing that battle. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets back to the other side of Clear Lake wins. That looks like it's going to be taking place in about two days. Okay. 
So it's not happening immediately, but you can sign up anytime within the next two days. And then the last one's kind of weird. There seems to be a farmer nearby who's having some trouble. Uh, something's eating his crops. And also, he clears his field of rocks every day, but every morning he finds more rocks. And he's pretty sure they're the same rocks. Hmm. So he wants uh, trainers to investigate. Charlie looks at the, the first one about kind of clean, cleaning up Clear Lake City, and he's like, well, if there are Pokemon to be caught, then I, I can be there to do it. I'm kind of interested in these cottony. Cottony is quite an interesting subject. I would be interested in following one around and and seeing more about their behaviors in the wild. So, the question um. is, do we split the party? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I, like, uh, out of character again, I have no problem splitting up the party, and I think that that's something right. that's somewhat encouraged. Right. Uh, I guess it's up to our uh, GM, who, if he wants us to, to describe several to scenes. <laughs> I mean, there, I, out of character, there are three jobs plus the triathlon, mm-hmm. um, which is the number of players, and then we could come back for the triathlon. Oh, the one thing I'll say with that is that the cleanup has several Pokemon mm, within so it, it um, and the Cottony is going into Wild's territory. Mm, so probably having multiple people helping out would be a good idea. Yeah, the both, the yeah. thing does ask the the uh, jobs do ask for multiple trainers. Okay. Uh, so so where should we go first? <laughs> I don't know. What's uh. What's most interesting to everybody? I'm leaning more towards the cottony. Should we try the cottony first? Ah, rats. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Well, Charlie, we are, we will still be going into the wild. I'm sure we'll encounter more Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right, that job uh, sends you back to the uh, tents town where the scientists are staying to a small tent that's Actually, you realize as you're getting closer that it's actually the merchant's tent. Oh. Oh. So as you enter, there's a young man with some D ancestry there. He seems to have... He's too young to have gray hair, but his hair is gray. And then he has bright green eyes. And he looks up and he's like, oh, new trainers. Uh, What brings you you in today? I have quite a uh, selection of Pokeballs here. Well, we saw the ad in Town Square. You're you're looking for someone to help in your cottony research? Oh, you're the ones who are looking for the cottony. Of course. Of course. My name is uh, Marcus Thimble. It's nice to meet you all. Hey there. Well, hello, Marcus. How can Indeed. we help you? Hello. I'm Charlie, by the way. And I am Professor Sneeze. That wasn't rude like last time, was it? <laughs> no, good job, Charlie. <laughs> all right. Okay. Like, well, good to meet you all. Um, so I've noticed the cottony seem to be moving kind of inland and to the west, a little west-northwest of here. We're right in the middle of their migration season now, so they should be out and about. Um, if not, I do. there are some scientists who have uh, been studying them as well here, so we can release a few, and uh, if you, you can start following them right away. I would... Uh, yeah, it's it's late evening at the moment, so... Perhaps doing this the next morning would be best. Do you have accommodation? No, we don't. Here, I know there are there are a few tents here and there that can go about. Um, also, I know the Pokemon Center uh, gives free rooms to any trainers that they ask. So, 
if you want to drop in there, we can. Uh, I can drop by first thing in the morning and get you guys to, ready to go. I think so, that'd be excellent. So, sounds good. Uh, out of curiosity, do you have any? Are uh, we planning on any uh, uh, con- concentration for for this uh, job? He means Cons- compensation. <laughs> yeah, Cons- that thing. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I put it on the flyer. Oh. My, I'm foolish. I'm sorry. You each, I'm, I'm offering a thousand poke, and then uh, two great balls and a net ball, and of course any discounts on the pokeball shop here in the city of about maybe ten percent. Hmm. Cool. I dig it. You'll be doing a great deal of help for me here. Sounds sure. excellent. You... We will see you in the morning. First thing in the morning sounds perfect. So the Pokemon Center gives free room and board. And you can have an hour to train your Pokemon in the morning if you so choose. I was going to say, let's um, do could, that. Could we even train in the evening? Can we get? Can we double yes. train in the evening? Yes, the since you have not trained today, you can train the evening and the morning. We can fast forward to the next morning. You guys have trained your Pokemon and uh, twice now, so you're double checking your teams to see uh, if you're ready to go. All right, and uh, so as a recap, uh, Charlie uh, on him right now has his Ponyard, which uh, I still, but anyway, she's at level eight. I also trained uh, Bernie the Torchic, who is my starter Pokemon. I have uh, Chomps, my Magikarp, who is not trained. Um, Hangry, my Ekans, did get trained. Uh, Zaps, my Joltik, did not get trained. Uh, Lord, my knitter and female did not get trained, but I did train up uh, Static, my Mareep. Hmm. And so that is my that is my current team. Uh, as I was uh, training uh, my Ponyard, I was like, you know, I haven't come up with a name with you yet, and I kind of knelt down. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. I want to make sure I have the, the perfect name for you. And I couldn't think of a better name to befit a, a girl like you. Can I call you Katana? Uh in an instant, the uh, as soon as you bent down, the poniard had put had put one of its uh, hands up, like one of its pincers up, and was on the tip of your nose. Mm-hmm. And then you finished talking, stopped, and it patted the top of your nose. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, All right. In the evening, I trained uh, Philip, my Mareep, uh, and Archie, the Apom, who's sitting on my shoulder and just a baby um even though he's really smart um then in the morning i trained schmoopy the shellos and melody the jigglypuff uh the other two members of my team who i did not train are mighty the shelmet and ursula the magikarp all right um so i trained my litwick cadence twice and and I also trained my Marie Woolsley twice also. It's <laughs> a great name. <laughs> um, uh, so the ones that I didn't train or didn't train were my Tortwig, my Churchwig Spicy, my Magikarp Victoria, my Fletchling Fleek, my Shelmet Shelly, and my Growlithe Grunge. All right. So you meet out in the front of the Pokemon Center, and uh, it looks like uh, Marcus Thimble is waiting there for you. It's like, all right, 
he pulls out a Pokeball and he's like, okay, um, they said that they've taken care of this cottony, so I'm going to release it, and it should, uh, if we head out to a certain area, it should start going with the wind right away. So if you guys keep ready to go, they don't move very quickly with the wind, especially when they're getting higher up, so it should be easy to keep track of them, but uh, just keep looking. Uh, if they go more than a day, then maybe just mark the spot where they are, and we can uh, send up a new one the next day. Sounds great. All right. As soon as everyone's ready to go, he releases the cottony, which the Pokemon kind of looks around at all of you for a second and blinks before the wind takes it away. And it floats up into the sky in kind of north-northwesterly direction. Let's follow it. What what kind of a pace would you say where we'd be following it at? Like, is this like a walking pace? Are we jogging? Um, I'd say a walking pace is just fine, especially once it gets higher up. Mm. Uh, it's it's moving fast enough that if you kind of like stopped and sat down for a while, you'd start losing track of it. Especially if you start getting into like wooded areas or things. But if but right now a walking pace is fine. All right. So. After uh, an hour or two of walking, you come to a little stretch of woods. And as you're going through there, you, uh, what if you, when you hear a buzzing noise coming closer to you? That sounds like we should do a check of some kind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would, that, would that be a general or would like a Pokemon education check on that be good? A Pokemon education would probably be best, since it sounds like an animal. Mm-hmm. Good. 12 on my Pokemon education. He's got me outdone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, you're immediately relieved because it's too high-pitched to be a Beedrill. <gasps> um, <laughs> there are several of them mm-hmm. uh, that are coming up. Uh, if you had to guess, it sounds like a group of Combi. Mm. Closer and sure, sure enough, you uh, soon enough run into the three uh, like honeycomb-like formation of them. It looks like a swarm of about five of them. And uh, when they see you, they start shrinking back, but one of them suddenly buzzes louder and does a little dance, and so they turn towards you. What is the cottony doing? The cottony is above the trees, so it's still in sight, and it's just floating nicely away. It looks like it's not. it won't be out of sight for a little bit now, but if you don't keep moving, you might start to lose sight of it. Gotcha. Okay. Alright, um, can I, I'd like to do a, I'd like to do a Pokemon education check first to see if Charlie knows this, and then if he can recognize it, because I know that there is a, a signifier that's the difference between a male combi and a female combi, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I'd like to first roll and see if, uh, if Charlie knows the difference. Okay. I rolled a seven. He would know that there is a difference. Okay. And uh, should I roll again, or can I use that roll to see if I recognize that difference, if if I can see that difference um, am- amongst these? I'd say you know that there is a difference, but you can't you can't remember exactly what it is. Okay. Mm. So I might say, uh, hey, I know I know that uh, with Combi, only the female ones can evolve, and there's a there's a difference between them, but I don't remember what it is. Um, can I take my previous Pokemon education check and know that? Yes, you would know that there is a red dot on the bottom face of the Combi, 
that lets you know that that is exactly what it is. And it looks like the combi that was egging the other ones on has that dot. Hmm, okay. The other is do look not. Look for the red dot, Charlie. The red dot will tell you whether it's a um, female or not. While and... you're talking about this, uh, mm-hmm. two of the com- uh, uh, the four combi that do not that are not the leader fly up. And two of them release a uh, sweet-smelling scent in front of you. (laughs) And you all get hit by it. Of course. Which means you have a minus two to evasion. Oh, good. For the other two, they... Ah, what's this? Smells nice. (laughs) One of them hangs back a little bit, but one of them shoots a gust of air at Professor Sneeze when he reacted and flailed. <laughs> and hits for 25 damage, and that's after taking out your defense. Whoa! <laughs> you are all up. <laughs> all right. I'm going to release Philip, my Mareep, from his Pokeball. Say, come on out, Philip! Mareep releases, he kind of looks around. Philip's just looking around like, what? So I uh, I send out uh, my Torchic. Bernie, come on out! Uh, I send him out just to kind of have him at the ready in case any of the other ones uh, try anything funny, but I'm going to throw a Pokeball at the female one, and... Uh, try to catch it using my uh, curveball and uh, my sling as well, so I can throw some damage on it. Okay. So first, uh, rolling to see if it hits, I rolled a five. Uh, the female combi sees it coming and whirls quickly out of the way. Mm. So the ball goes flying past it into the woods. And Charlie stands there stunned, is, is like, "What? What? What just happened?" Because he's never missed a Pokemon, let alone not not caught one with one of his balls. <laughs> it's true. Liliana comforts him because she knows how it feels. <laughs> okay. Um, then I'm going to send out my Marie Woolsley. Oh. <laughs> Love that name. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and I can still... Have Wolsey attack, correct? Yes. He his he will go after you. You still have a standard action if you so choose as well. Okay. Um I guess I'll go ahead and try my always lucky shot of throwing a Pokeball <laughs> at one of the random uh combis. Okay. <laughs> and I rolled a two. <laughs> Well, of course it hits, right? <laughs> Combi dodges quickly to the side as well, I'm afraid. Wow, that's surprising. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bernie. Uh, yeah, let's give that a shot. Uh, Bernie's going to hit with the ember, or Charlie's going to instruct him. All right, Bernie, hit, it with your, hit the female one with the ember attack, the one with the red spot. The female is behind all of the others and not moving towards you, so she is farther away. Okay. But- um, so are you saying that I have to get through some of the other ones first, or? Um, at the moment, Bernie would have to basically run under them to get to the female one, which would put him right into the middle of them. He can, if he so chooses. Oh, but, but then he is but right that in makes the middle. him vulnerable. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So instead, uh, Bernie, um, uh, I say, Bernie, we're trying to get the female one, but it's kind of being blocked. Uh, hit the one closest to you right now with your your uh, with your ember. So that's who. That's a nice roll. Uh, that's so I rolled two d six. They're both six. Did you roll a d twenty to hit? I did not roll a d twenty to hit. Let's <laughs> see if he hits. Uh, he rolled a twelve. He hits. Okay, so he hits, and then the two d sixes that were six uh, is awesome. Uh, so that's going to turn out to be a, what is it, 20, 27. 27 damage, okay. Pl- plus the, the bug type should be weak to fire, is that right? That is correct. All right, that, uh, Bernie releases a blast of fire from his beak, which immediately knocks one of the combi from the sky. And it knock it falls to the ground unconscious. Mm-hmm. And rather burned. Whoa, nice shot, buddy. Bernie gives you a look. Bernie gives you a look as if to say, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, use Thunder Wave on the nearest combi. It hits. Uh, oh, it hits automatically, that's right. Yep. Automatic. So Philip sends out a blast and knocks one of the combi who starts juddering in the air a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to have Wolseley just... Um, do a tackle on one of the combis that Sounds people aren't already going after. Sounds good. Um, I got a 15. That hits. Oops, I'm rolling the wrong thing. Okay, I got a 26. <laughs> 26 total, perfect. That combi wobbles a bit in the air from the hit, but still seems to be up, though one of its wings is slightly bent. And with that, it is the combi's turn. The combi that was hit... By Thunderwave kind of judders a little bit and tries to get control over itself. The other two combi are still good to go, however. The combi that was hurt reacts to go after Wolseley with a gust of wind, which hits and does 26 damage minus Wolseley's defense. The other one turns towards Philip, since Philip's the other one out there, and hits him with a gust of wind. That does 32 damage, minus Philip's Whoa. defense. And the female combi keeps buzzing, but kind of moves in closer. I'm going to throw a Pokeball at the one that Philip shocked. So, Pokeball, go! The Pokeball that the Mareppard gave me. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, 15. That uh, hits. 20. So, that's the Pokeball sound effect. That's, did you Sounds. know that's how I add those in? I just use my mouth. I see. Yep. Impressive. <laughs> D percentile. Um, how does a 90 do? Ball shakes once, and then the combi pops back out. No! So kind of juddering a little bit. So how many uh, combi are still active? Four, Four, including the female. That's what I thought. Okay. And two of them are occupied with Sneeze and Liliana? Yes. Okay. Um, Bernie is going to hit the the last one, the, the last non-female one. Uh, he's going to try to hit him with, uh, with an ember. Uh, so, okay. uh, Bernie, do the same thing that you did to this other male one. The one, the one over there, and I point, point at the male one. So, uh, I roll a 16 to hit. That hits. All right. 
and I roll uh, twenty five uh, to uh, for the the ember damage. Okay, that one is a little more burned as well, but it's still up, moving okay. around. It seems a little hardier than the other one. Alrighty. Okay, now I'm going to go run after the oh. stray Pokemon. What? Sorry, no. Go ahead. You so you you can run after and pick it up. That's a move action. Okay. Um. So I do that, and I will. Can I try and still throw the Pokeball at the combi that I was aiming for before? Yes, if you so choose. Cool. I'm gonna do that, and I got a twenty. That hits. Okay. And then I got an eighteen. <laughs> Um, without even shaking the ball dings. <laughs> Woo! Nice. So you got a level 10 male combi. Nature and ability is your choice, and it's taken 19 damage so far. All right. And Charlie, you still actually have a move because you did Bernie's move, so Charlie can still act. Okay. Good thing. Uh, Charlie is going to actually retrieve the Pokeball that he lost before, if that's okay. You will run past the all of the combi to do so, since you threw it at the female combi. Okay. Um, maybe I'll save that till after the battle. Um, okay. Uh, do uh, I guess I'm, I'm Charlie's not gonna do anything right now. He's just gonna stand ready because I think he, he. I want to clear out the one that's in front of that's kind of blocking the female and then I'm going to give my attention to the female so I'm kind of good where I'm at. Sounds good. I'll send Philip um, Philip tackle that combi that's on the ground. The paralyzed one do you mean? Yeah, you? paralyzed okay. one. Uh, 11 to hit. That hits. So 16 total. That uh, combi gets bumped back by the hit, but otherwise doesn't seem too much the worse for wear. I'm going to... I think I'm going to help out Professor Sneeze, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, and then I'm going to do um, Thunder Wave on the combi that he's trying to get. Oh, that Sounds... one's already paralyzed. Oh, well, psh, so... never mind then. You can do combi um, <laughs> Then I will do growl instead. I got a ten. You hit, so it lo- it looks a little intimidated by Wolseley. <laughs> Fear my sheep. <laughs> All right, the combi on the ground gets it shuddering a little more under control, enough to fire a burst of wind at well, at uh, Philip, mm-hmm. which hits. And does 15 damage minus his uh, defense, so 11. Ooh, he's the... still up, but he's tottering. <laughs> the Dang other it one, Philip. Other one looks over at uh, Bernie, who had, um, actually looks back at the uh, female combi and kind of tries to back away a little bit, but it buzzes at him. So he moves forward again and fires a gust of wind at Bernie, which hits. This guy's rolls are amazing. And it does 20 damage minus his special defense. Special defense, okay. Oh, so it should it's... have been special defense every time. That's my oh. mistake. Is the Pokeball I threw okay, or is it completely damaged beyond repair? It is not damaged beyond repair, but it is damaged beyond use at the moment. Okay. I'll go and recover it using my move oh. action. Mm-hmm. 
and I think that'll be my turn since, um, or let me, I'm going to roll a perception to see where the, um, cottony is. Make sure we're not losing it. Uh, seven. It looks like it's almost out of sight. Okay. So, uh, you know the direction it's going, but, uh, you you might lose sight of it in, uh, to use game terms, in a round or two, but you know which direction it's going, so if you hurry, as long as it doesn't turn quickly, you might not lose it. Alright, and, uh, so even though it's Bernie's turn, can I direct him to do an attack? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. In, yeah, Alright, uh, Bernie, let's try and finish this, this one off. Give it another ember attack. Uh, seven? Does that hit? Seven does hit. Alright. And then, uh, 20 for damage. I assume that he's, he's some, some fried combi now. He is actually still standing, or still what? floating around, but he is looking much the worse for wear. What? That's a, okay. That's a tough combi. He's buzzing, looking like he's pretty hurt, but he's still standing. <laughs> Liliana, I will remind you, uh, the, let's see if I can speak. <laughs> Liliana, I will remind you that you have a bunch of moves that you can do as a trainer yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, let me take a look at those. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I'm up, right? Yes. I'm gonna do astonish. <laughs> I'm waiting for that now. Um, I'm gonna astonish the combi that um, we're still trying to fight. The one, just just by, the one that just got hit by the one that just got hit by Bernie, or the one that uh, you've been fighting with uh, that you that was paralyzed. Or the um, female one. The female one. Okay. I'm going to break out the old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> okay. Okay, I rolled a 16. That does hit. Yeah. Okay, and do I still have to do a, a 100? Also? No, because you, uh, you're rolling for damage, so 1d6 plus 12. So I got 20 then. Okay. 1d6 1D plus 12? Oh, whoops. Okay, I had to. Sorry. <laughs> that doesn't add up. <laughs> okay, I got 13 this time. <laughs> okay. That makes it's a good thing we're not sense. a math podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, female combi does, like, reacts in just re- unbelievable shock at you appearing right next to him, next to her. So she runs into a tree and just seems a bit. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so the female combi is flinched this turn. And what's Charlie doing? Uh, that's a good question. Um, Charlie, um, he doesn't want uh, Bernie to take an injury, so uh, he actually recalls Bernie. Bernie, hey, great work. Uh, let's bring it in for now. And uh, I send out um, uh, Katana to, uh, for the for the next round of things. Since this is not a league battle, she can act immediately. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, Katana. Uh, go ahead and uh, fight the the combi uh, uh, right over here. The, the this male one here. Hit it with your scratch attack. Is this the one that was burned already? This is the one that has been ta- attacked already. Uh, now, when you say burned, was it actually? No. Like- has has it been hit by? Sorry, has it been hit by 
Bernie. Yes, the one that okay. has already been hit by Bernie. I want to get okay. that one out of the way before I move toward the female so one. Not so not the burned good. one, but the burnied one. Yes, the burnied one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, four, 14 to hit. That hits. Uh, 6 plus 19, 25. Hits it for 25. Katana gives you a look and then jumps into the air and slashes as she flies past the combi. Uh, she lands... And then one of the combi's wings lands behind her, and then the rest of the combi. It is unconscious. Hmm. Wow, nice job! There is one male combi and the female combi left. Philip, tackle that combi again! Roll. Oops. Again. 11. 11 does hit. Okay. 18 damage. Now this one's looking a little the worse for wear. One of wing's a little crumpled, but he's still up. All right. Um. Okay, so I know... Charlie was trying to go after the female one, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yes. I want to catch it, yes, but you are... Charlie would say, um, Liliana, I'd like to catch this one, but you are welcome to try and uh, knock it down a little bit if you want to help out. Yeah, no, that's what I was planning on doing. So yeah, we can do that. Okay, um, so I am going to... So the female can be... It's just flinched right now, right? It's not paralyzed? Yes, it is just flinched at the moment. Okay, so then I'm going to have Wolsey do Thunderwave. And that hits automatically. Okay, cool. So, That's so cool. In nice. addition for reeling from being hit by a tree, the female combi is shuddering from shock as well. <laughs> so all the fo- female combi tries to realize where she is. Uh, the male combi gets control of its limbs just enough to fire another gust at Philip, its tormentor, and hits for a solid 26 damage minus special defense. Philip gusts through Philip and actually throws the Mareep about five feet before landing. Philip! Uh, well, I'm going to recall Philip into a Pokeball so that he doesn't get kicked while he's down. <laughs> Philip, come on back! You'll be okay! <laughs> we'll send out... Schmoopy, why not? Uh, Schmoopy, come on out and finish the job! It has a speed of five, so Schmoopy will probably go last. <laughs> yeah, Schmoopy pops out and just kind of looks at everything with the head slightly tilted. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Charlie first uh, at, uh, uh, tells uh, Katana, Okay, Katana, let's go for the female one. Give it an, uh, another scratch attack. So, first to hit, it's a five to hit. One really quick thing before we go any farther, um, just a mechanics thing. Scratch has a range that has, is pass. That means as soon as you use it, you can move four meters, and you hit everything within those four meters Okay. in a line. So, uh, at the moment, Katana could hit the female, po- the female combi and the male combi, if she so chose. Oh, yeah, let's have her do that. Okay, so the first roll for the female well, actually, combi was a... F- before, oh, yeah. before I do that, uh, is that... Uh, Sneeze, are you trying to catch this one, or are we just trying to dispose of it? Uh, just dispose of it, because my Pokeball is broken, so... Okay, so then, then yes, I would like to try and uh, hit both of them, yeah. Okay, so the first roll was a 5, roll the second one for the male combi. Uh, 17. Okay, those both hits, though you barely hit the female. All right. Hmm. Uh, three, so that's 22. Okay, so the 
female combie staggers and looks like she's about to get knocked out of the air, but manages to right herself. And then what about for the other one? Uh, that's uh, t- uh, 21. The male combi seems to take it a little better, though still isn't in the best of shape. All right. Um, Both of them are still standing at the moment. Uh, with that, then I'm going to uh, throw a Pokeball, not damaging, just trying to, to catch it. <sighs> Critical miss. I rolled a one. No. Okay, the Pokeball goes flying up into the trees and disappears. Awesome. Okay. It's okay, guys. I got a secret up my sleeve that I'm going to try next time. Besides aiming better. (laughs) You are welcome to try to catch this combi if you have interest and Pokeballs. Yeah. Um... Female is the only one that evolves and evolves rather powerfully, but... Right. And that's Mm -hmm. the one Charlie's going after. Yeah. I can't catch the male one, so... (laughs) It's a free game. Um... (laughs) Well, she already caught one, actually. Oh, that's right. Yep. Lilian is the only one who's managed to throw a Pokeball straight all day. <laughs> wow! <laughs> What's happening? Is it opposite day? <laughs> it's my lucky day. <laughs> the gods have smiled upon me. Um, can okay? So there's a Pokeball in a tree right now, right? <laughs> yes, there is a Pokeball in a tree right now. Cool. Okay. So um, I got this idea. All right. So. I have a whip. Can I use my whip to, like, knock it out of the tree and somehow back over to Charlie? Give me an athletics or combat check. Yes. Okay. I love this. This is awesome. (laughs) Fantastic. What did you say? Athletics Athletics or combat. Your choice. Okay. I am going to do combat. And... Okay, and I rolled a 12. Okay, you manage to wrap the whip around uh, the Pokeball and wing it towards uh, Charlie, who doesn't move away quite fast enough. It's not moving fast enough to really hurt him, but he does take two damage when it conks him on the head. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> can, can I roll like some sort of a check to see if I catch it? Sure. <laughs> uh, athletics, I assume? Yes. That's an eight. Okay, you do manage to catch it, so it just stings your hand, so one damage. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, okay, I'm just going to have Wolseley um, growl at the female combi once more. I got a 17. Okay, the female combi is also slightly scared of Wolseley. <laughs> All right, Schmoopy, finish off that male combi. Hit it with a water pulse. Go big or go home. Uh, Five? Five? I was about to laugh and say go home, but you hit. Oh, yes. All right. 36. Okay. That combi gets blown away by a rush of water and smacks into a tree and falls over. Unconscious. Way to go, Schmoopy. And the female combi is still trying to get control of its paralysis, and so is unable to move. Um, looking up, though, you notice that the cottony has just moved out of sight. We gotta catch that cottony, guys. We gotta keep going. You we guys run after it. I'll I'll hang out. I'll hang out and try to. I'll catch up with you after I catch this one. Okay. All right. I'm just going to uh, recall Schmoopy and then try to run up to catch sight of the cottony again. 
I'm going to do a survival check. Okay. Um, that is 12. All right, you are able to move at running speed through the woods with no problem. All right. And then a perception check of seven. All right. Uh, you think you caught sight of the cottony, but you're not certain. Okay. Charlie commands Katana to use uh, Lear. So I suppose I should just go out and say that in character. <laughs> Katana, use Lear on it. Let's, let's make sure we... Uh, let's bring it down a little bit, I suppose. So it, that'll uh, lower its defense by one stage. And then uh, Charlie... Uh, you have to make sure you hit with it. You have accuracy oh, really? for it. Okay. Yeah. Good enough. Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, Katana gives a bone-chilling leer at the Katani, who cowers nice. back a bit. Nice. And then uh, the the trick up Charlie's sleeve that I was talking about is he still has his netball from the fishing contest in the first episode. Nice. So he's going to use that. Not that it's going to be any more accurate, but he's going to use that and... Uh, uh, make sure that he takes this down. So I rolled a 20 to hit. That is a solid hit. Right. And remember, you roll D percentile and then minus 20 because it's a bug type. Yes. All right, so that's uh, 32, but minus 20 is 12. Nice. Okay, the ball does not even shake. Ding, and that is a level 12 female combi. Booyah! Then I'm assuming you all run to catch up. Yes. <laughs> it, it takes a little bit of running, but you are able to catch sight of the cottony again once you come out of the woods area. And you keep following it for a few more hours before it suddenly swoops downwards and in between a bunch of trees in front of you, which seems like a very large hmm. gust of wind took it down that in that direction. I wonder where it went. Um. Let's move up and try to see it. Okay, as you are moving forward, whoops, keep moving forward to try to see where it went, and then all of you are looking around when suddenly uh, Charlie hears something next to his ear just kind of give out a screech Hmm. right next to his ear. Okay, uh, I turn and see what is screeching in my ear. (laughs) As you turn, uh, whatever screeching goes silent, and then a screech shows up next to Professor Sneeze's ear. I look to see what's screeching in my ear. As you look, it's gone as well. And then next to Liliana's ear, there's a screech. Gross. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do a perception check. Okay. Uh, That's a seven. All right. You don't see anything nearby, but now suddenly the screeches are coming from all directions. I'll do a perception as well. Uh, Six. You also do not see anything. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know, Professor Sneeze, you have a decent uh, education check, don't you? True, Pro- yeah. a po- Pokemon education? I'll try that. Maybe, yeah. Pokemon education. 14. Um, This sounds like, honestly, it sounds like it might be, a, you might have antagonized a group of Nuzleaf. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Which are self-proclaimed guardians of the forest, and what they usually like to do is scare off people who show up. You did hear an old rumor that grabbing a Nuzleaf's nose renders it powerless, but you're not certain how true that is. <laughs> and just as you're thinking that, uh, you turn, and right next to you is a face with a pointed nose. And it goes and grabs the end of your nose. 
Mine? And gives it a sharp, yeah, and then gives it a sharp twist. Ow! Yes, you take 18 damage minus your defense, and you are flinched. Ouch. So at this moment, are we are we in order? Are we in initiative, or...? Um, you can be, but at the moment, it seems like that Nuzleaf was thinking it was playful. Okay. Or at the very least, thinking it was giving a warning. The the other Nuzleaf have come out. It looks like there are a group of four Nuzleaf in front of you now, and they're kind of staring at you. Okay. Um, Archie, could you explain to these Nuzleaf that we don't mean them any harm? We're just trying to follow that, that cottony. Archie chirps at the Nuzleaf. Uh, one of them responds with a quick grunt. Says, obviously, but they guard sanctuary. sanctuary. No entry in, no no entry unless there's promise of no harm. Oh, I promise. Scout's honor. The Nuzleaf give the Nuzleaf all give you a look. It's like b- believable promise. What what would it take to give them a believable promise? Convince them with words. Offer bribe. Defeat in battle. Hmm. Any of general convincing. <laughs> Uh, using my Poke Psychologist edge, I'll use my um, Pokemon Education skill instead of Charm to try to convince the Nuzleaf that we mean no harm. Ah, losing dice. Thirteen. Uh, what are you saying to them? I I understand that you're trying to guard this sanctuary, and I have the utmost respect for that. So, of course, I will respect this sanctuary, and I promise from the depths of my heart not to do any harm to it at all. The Nuzleaf look at you, then look at each other. And then finally the one that had your nose just kind of nods, and then looks at the other two. I kind of hold my hands like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna do any harm either. Um, I'm just gonna nod. <laughs> <laughs> Confer for a second, and then they all kind of nod, and then walk back into the trees, and... Disappear, right. leaving the way open. I'll rush forward and say, Come on, gang, let's try to catch sight of that cottony again. Woo! A- as you're rushing forward, you feel something uh, catch your ankle and you sprawl forward. <laughs> and uh, in front of you is the Nuzleaf, the one that got your nose, and it looks down at you and then holds up its hand in a in the got your nose position. <laughs> <laughs> Which is somehow terrifying. <laughs> Oh, and then it disappears again, and uh, Professor Sneeze, you actually lose two speed stages, combat okay. stages, for the moment. Gotta love the ability Frighten. <laughs> so with a slightly Ar- slower Sneeze, we <laughs> we continue pursuit? Ar- Archie kind of has rolled off in front of you, and like upside down on a tree says, I think that means slower. <laughs> Okay. And so you walk through the area and make it in a small, dense, very dense forest. It's, um, you almost can't see any trees or you can't see, uh, any sun from the underbrush and everything around you. And then after a little while, this forest abruptly opens up before you into a breathtaking field of flowers seeming to shine with every color of flower uh, available. You can see. Uh, Pokemon moving throughout it, mostly like Flabebe, Seedot, and Hopip moving around. Uh, none of their evolved forms, though, just the younger forms of them. And then uh, in the center of the field is a giant flower. Its center is glowing with a soft green light, and the cottony are revolving endlessly around the flower. Hmm. Every once in a while, you'll see one of them like float off in a different direction, 
but for the most part, they're revolving around it. I take out my notebook and take very diligent notes of everything. As Professor Sneeze is looking around, he realizes that many of the flowers uh, that are around there shouldn't be able to grow in the climate. And he finds flowers that have been extinct for hundreds of years. Wow. Whoa. This is incredible. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, look at all these flowers. This climate isn't appropriate for most of these flowers. And look at this over here. This this flower has been extinct for centuries. Looks pretty. It is. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. Charlie, you actually find yourself more interested in the giant flower in the center. And you realize that it's man-made. Oh. Or it's it's the very least it's 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 not it's an artificial structure, not a living plant. Okay. But you can't tell anything more than that. It's way beyond you in terms of complexity. Okay. Uh, I relay that information to the group. That that mm-hmm. hey, this is a that flower in the middle. That's not a real flower. Somebody put that there. That's fascinating. Hey, let's go check it out and creep forward. <laughs> the. Pokemon that are wandering around the field kind of shy away from you a bit, but as you don't seem to be acting hostile towards them, they crowd a little closer and just kind of watch you. As you get closer to the flower, you get a sense of just... It's mids, it's springtime, but it feels almost like a summer day closer to the flower. I would like to examine the flower more closely. Okay. What skill should I use for that? Perception <laughs> or... Um, Could I? Would it be appropriate for me to use a technology education? Oh, that's technology education is a good one for a mechanical structure like this. Uh, I got a fifteen. Nice. Okay, it's still well beyond you in complexity. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like wow. you can tell it's not man-made. You can tell it's working there, but it this this is it is man-made. You can tell that it is, sorry, that it is man-made, but it's well beyond you in complexity. It looks very old at the same time, but you couldn't tell how old because you're not even sure what type of metal it's made out of or if it's metal at all. Okay. Uh, all right. So I, Charlie says something like, well, well, there's your problem. Uh-huh. I think I think we should uh, tell the research, researchers that we found this thing here and um, don't know what else to make of it. <laughs> well, hold on. Won't that cause more disturbance to the area? Won't that make a whole bunch of researchers come into this sanctuary that's guarded by the Nuzleaf? Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm having a moral dilemma. Maybe we could just tell researchers that we trust wouldn't like spread the word too much. Maybe. Well, I mean, the the guy that we're, we're working for, I mean, he had a, a handful of people working with him. True, true. But what are we gonna are we gonna go back and tell him and not not get the the payday? I mean, would he pay us just for coming out here and checking it out? What do we tell him? I don't know. I certainly don't think we should have some researchers come tromping through here and disturbing everything. If 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 the researchers could uh, observe from a distance and and not disturb anything or or wreck this sanctuary, then I think uh, they would be the right sorts to. To observe it, I I don't know anything about this Marcus Thimble though. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd have to know him better. Maybe get a couple drinks with him first. <laughs> Liliana, you feel some uh, you feel something tugging at your leg, and uh, looking down, it's grunge. 
and he gives you a look and then runs over and pretends and like jumps up and down for a little bit before running back at you and sitting down looking pleased with himself. Okay, so I'm going to walk over to the place where Grunge is going or was jumping up up and down and um, asking him, well, what, what's over here, buddy? Like, what do you see? Grunge looks at you with his uh, head tilted, then looks over at Archie and sneezes. And Archie goes, think, think Grunge meant to remind you of earlier movements. Uh, something earlier yesterday, perhaps? Uh, still... Still child, still learning language. Uh, man with large plants? McCool! Yes, we could tell McCool! We could either tell McCool or, I suppose before I say this in character, here's the, I'm not sure if Charlie would put this together, but an out-of-character thought is that what if we went back to the researcher and just told him that, hey, we found this, but just tell him that we told McCool about it, mm. and... And that might just be enough to say, yeah, McCool said that, you know, only two people can don't go down there at a time or something like that. That's a good thought. But again, I don't know if Charlie's smart enough to think of that. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> Here's an idea. Let's talk to McCool and tell him and also tell, uh, what was his name? Oh, Marcus. Thimble. Marcus. Let's also tell Marcus Thimble that we found where the cottony are going, but... We have been sworn to secrecy by McCool because he wishes to regulate the research that's done on the area. We can try it. I don't know if we're going to get a paycheck with that, but... <laughs> yep, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you guys are getting ready to go, the Pokemon around the area kind of are all looking at you, and some of them just seem a little more interested in the than others. Uh you guys can do one skill check of your choice to try to convince one of the Pokemon that I've mentioned to come with you if you so choose. Um, so you, you mentioned was... the Flabebe... Flabebe, Dot, and Hapep. Gotcha. What about the Cottony? Would, be able to, would we be able to do that on Cottony, too? You could do that on the Cottony. It might be a little harder because they seem a little out of it while in okay. here. All right. And by a check of our choice, you mean like Charm, Command, or... Uh, if you want to do a social skill, if you can convince them through, like, a feat of doing something, mm. uh, basically, if you can convince me that that would convince something, and you can use a check with that, then that works. Okay. So, for example, if if uh, Professor Sneeze used, decided to use medicine education to help one of the sick ones, mm. and it decided to go with him out of gratitude, that works fine. Uh, if... Liliana decided to use stealth to play hide and seek with the C dot or something, and they were so impressed by that that they went along. That works as well. Whatever you can think of, that works. Okay. That sounds adorable. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to consider that. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell them about. Uh, I'm going to use my occult education, and I'm going to tell them about. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them Boring. a scary story. If, <laughs> I, honestly, if you wanted to do like a storytelling thing, occult education would work fine. Okay. Like if you wanted to tell a grand story about the Pokemon type that you're trying to convince. Okay. All right. Uh, let's let's give that a shot. I I'm gonna go to a, a bunch of C dot, and I'm gonna use my adept occult education, and let's let's see what I roll first, and then maybe you can give me an idea before I do any role playing to go along with it. 
Go right ahead. All right, that turns into a 17 in occult education. So I tell these CDOT about this uh, one shiftry, this protector of of a force very much like this one, who uh, uh, protected it and uh, uh, warded off enemies and was always there to to watch over them. And even in upon its death, it's still known to be uh, uh, standing amidst the trees, uh, protecting the forest for little ones like like the these little seed out in front of me. All right. As you tell the story, you think for a second that there might have been actually some Nuzleaf in your audience, but by the time you finish it, it's only CDOT in front of you. Okay. They, and... like, there's a bunch of them kind of jumping up and down and clamoring to go with you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Army whoa, whoa, okay. All right, all right. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, is there any of them that seem particularly excited? Um, one of them has a particularly shiny shell that he seems very excited about. Uh, I I kind of kneel down closer to that one and hold up my hands like, would you like to come with me? Uh, the C-Dot gets overexcited and jumps past your hands and kind of conks you on the head. But he lands in your hands. <laughs> Ow! Charlie gets so many head injuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, you're you're going to fit in well with this group. Come on. Uh, come on. And I, I use a uh, uh, Pokeball and I, I secure it in there. Okay, I'll say that is a level 10 female C-Dot. Nature and ability of your choice. Okay. I think Professor Sneeze is going to find his way over to a Flabebe and show a great deal of interest in whatever this Flabebe is doing. Uh, I'm going to roll Pokemon Education. And can I use this both to learn about the Flabebe and use it for my Psychologist Edge? Yes. Um, all right. I will say that it's okay. Ooh, that is a good roll. A 21 for a okay. psychologist. You know that uh, Flabebe are female only, that each of them, uh, when they're born, uh, they find a flower and hang on to it for the rest of their lives. This one looks like it picked out a red flower to fly on. It's always holding on to the center pistol of the flower. It cares for it during its entire lifespan for the flower, uh, since it picked it, it, it allows the flower to live without needing to be rooted in the ground. But the flower still needs water and sunlight and things such as that. So you always want to take it, it. It's always taking care of it. It does draw out power from the flower, and that's what it uses to use its abilities and things such as that. So if you remove a full baby from its flower, it's essentially very weak. Sure. Uh, the white flower flebebe are very hard to find. Uh-huh. And so uh, this one has a red flower, which is still very good for that. Well, I'm going to kneel down by this uh, flabebe on its flower. I'm going to say, my, you're taking such good care of this flower. Uh, you know, I, I can I can help you find uh, good water and nourishment for this flower to help it grow if, if you'd like. The flabebe uh, preens itself and is uh, very excited about the uh, praise that it gets from it and kind of nods excitedly when you're when you're talking about flowers and things. It um, looks over at one of the petals, which seems ever so slightly smaller than the rest, and kind of like flicks at it. And it's like and then nods very excitedly and seems very excited about the idea of getting more flower, more uh, water and things like that. It kinda of, it looks around at the other flowers too and just kind of sighs and wilts for a bit and then it's just like but is but and then like kind of jumps at you ready to go. Okay. Um I will uh, pick it up and um 
since my only Pokeball is currently broken, <laughs> um, I'm just going to carry it along with me, and uh, I will release Shmoopy from uh, her Pokeball and say, Shmoopy, do you think you could give a little bit of water to this Flababy's flower? Shmoopy turns to the side, looking at you, and then uh, fires a jet, which kind of knocks the uh, Flabebe into the air. <laughs> Shmoopy, not so hard. Flippy floats down. Shmoopy looks at you again, and then some water just kind of dribbles out. That's right. There you go. <laughs> so, now now that Shmoopy is drooling over the Flippy. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that hide-and-seek sounded way too cute. So, okay. I'm gonna do that, and I'm going to call over to the Cottony. I'm like, guys, I have this amazing game that I think we should all play right now and it's going to be the funnest thing that you have ever done in your entire lives especially since you're so young so you know whatever <laughs> um oh um i'm using stealth and yes. i got a 16 so um some of the cotton need to attach themselves and kind of blow around to get to different hiding spots they're not the best at hide and seek since they kind of move with the wind <laughs> so finding hiding places isn't the easiest for them so I win. <laughs> yeah, so so you win quite a few times, but there's one of them that is particularly surprisingly good, despite the fact that it really shouldn't be able to find hiding places. And so the other one, the other ones just kind of get bored and drift back to the flower after a while. But that one continues playing with you. Okay, I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> Liliana, yours is actually a level ten male cottony. Wow, I finally have another male one. What is this world coming to? <laughs> And Charlie ended up with a female. Yeah. <laughs> that just seems wrong. <laughs> yeah, those those 50-50 odds, you can never guess them. <laughs> and after uh, going with that for a bit, you notice that it is starting to get towards mid to late afternoon. So if you wanted to get back into town, it might be time to head back out. Let's head back. Yes. Let's do it. As you're heading back, you all feel a tap on your shoulder as you're e- exiting uh, the forest. And when you get back, the... Uh, for Nuzleaf are all looking at you, and then they all just kind of walk back into the woods. Don't worry. Uh, as you move past, you notice that something seems to have picked up the fainted combi. Something has gone by, and the combi are no longer there. Okay. But uh, you make it back to town with no further problems. Who do you go to first? I think Mukul first. Mm-hmm. Mukul uh, listens to your story. It's like, oh. Thank you for bringing this to me first. I no doubt the researchers would jump on a chance to get to go to a location like this without my knowledge in the first place. Now I'll be able to uh, regulate concerns. Things you said there were several Nuzleaf who guarded the location. Yes. Perhaps it is a good thing there are no leaf stones nearby, or else there may, you may have dealt with a shift tree, and they are much less pleasant <laughs> to visitors i shall i'm certain that uh the scientists will be ordering an expedition as soon as you uh, give your findings so if i may i will accompany you to the uh location to talk with the scientist myself okay Let, let's go then right yeah yeah uh so you enter back into the tent the uh tent for the ball for the pokeball crafting and uh pokeball marks and marcus nimble looks up and he's like Oh, you're back. Did you find something? And McCool walks in. He's like, you found something. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. 
<laughs> he looks at McCool again, then back to you. He's like, that big? Well, yes, we found something quite interesting. And I think, Mr. Thimble, we'll let Dr. Gym leader Thimble. Dr. Thimble, of course, we'll, we'll let uh, Jim Leader McCool explain things to you. This is a game that players like to call Make the DM Talk to Himself. <laughs> Marcus Thimble sighs and goes, well... I suppose if you actually did find something, it was inevitable that McCool would take care of it. Oh, I'm sure uh, the if it's this big, the other uh, researchers would like to hear about this as well. It's like, indeed. Well, I didn't even know what it was with the technology roll of 15, so it must be pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fourth wall creaks open, and what you see behind fourth it wall. gives you... Three in, it gives you three sanity. Hi, damage. audience. There isn't even there isn't even a sanity marker in this game, so opening the fourth wall again probably isn't a good plan. Fourth wall creaks slowly back closed, <laughs> and Marcus Thimble sighs as though nothing happened. Well, I suppose you have done your job, so uh, far be it for me to uh, to pay you back. He pulls out uh, payment for each view. Like, well. I believe uh, you guys have helped me very much. I'll let you know if there's anything else that uh, researchers need around here. Please do. This was a very informative expedition. Yeah, thank you. Hey, uh, do you have any of those uh, Pokemon, uh, the Pokeball toolkits in your shop here? Can we make that part of our deal at all? Ah, sure. I'll throw that in for free for you. Whoa, thank you. Sweet. I've got a spare one on the side, so gives you that. So in addition to the thousand, um, he gives... Just, like, he kind of gives uh, Liliana and Prestonese a guilty look and gives each of you an extra 200. Nice. To kind of balance with that as well. So, I believe, at the moment, this is a great time to stop, since we just got to the point where you finished your first side quest in Clear Lake City. You are on much better terms with McCool now. Researchers may not come to you with more discreet projects, but <laughs> they'll still be interested in things there. So, thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, you can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRollPodcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Also, follow our network on, on Twitter at Tapestry Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapestryradio.org, <laughs> like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. A very special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. Once again, I'm Nick, and I am still social media unconscious, so. Uh, I'm Paul. We can't capture him in a Pokeball. No, I'm afraid not. Not on a social media Pokeball, at least. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm Paul. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And uh, as a quick snide note, uh, where that handle comes from is... Uh, I'm part of a another Pokemon podcast. It's called the Puckle Podcast. It stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, uh, and we talk about all things Pokemon, the main series games, the trading card game, competitive, all that stuff. So, if you want to get more Pokemon Phil, go check us out at PucklePodcast.com or just uh, a Google P U C L podcast. You'll, you'll find us there. Uh, I'm Michael. You can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. And I'm Lydia, and apparently you can't catch me in a social media Pokeball either. <laughs> <laughs>
If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Next time on Pokemon Rollout, the trainers take part in the Clear Lake City Triathlon, their trusty water Pokemon at their side. But when another participant makes fun of Liliana's prize Magikarp, the competition threatens to become a bit too personal. Will Liliana and her Magikarp make it through the triathlon in one piece? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. the aesthetic of the dice rolling especially when i have headphones in and i hear dice rolling around in my head architect yeah thanks, uh, okay nick that's a good no that's a good warm-up all right <laughs> all right the 20 okay. to 2 train to tooting ham yeah. tunefully as it toots through the tunnel through the tunnel <laughs> now you can't see me oh no yes it is quite wiggy as you say <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. That's just fun to say, Flabebe. It is. <laughs>